planes, trains, and automobiles. 155 million expected to travel this American Thanksgiving weekend, the most since pre-COVID. The Auto Club expecting 5 million alone to fly. That's the highest number since 2005. Wednesday, of course, is the projected busiest day to take a flight. But who wants to fly on Thanksgiving morning? That said, airports advise travelers to arrive earlier than normal. Forecasters expecting storms in the Midwest. Rain and wind, even spotty snow could hit. A drought-riddled Midwest will be thankful, but the chance of delays could test some's gratitude. How does that make you feel? Anxious or frustrated? Every gift is from our Heavenly Father. Even a storm can be a gift through the eyes of faith. Thankful, we have every reason to be. Our Lord, who gave us his life, loves us. Through every stormy gale, our anchor holds. Come, let us sing for the joy to the Lord. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Thy Kingdom Come. If you have any small children in your life, why don't you ask them what they think about when they hear the word kingdom? Well, they might mention a king, a royal court, or battles between opposing rulers. Those would all be good thoughts. But what ought we to think about when we hear the words kingdom of God? There might be some similarities between the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of this world, but on another level, they're fundamentally different. I invited my friend, the author Tyler Van Haltren, to talk about his recent book, The Kingdom of God Bible Storybook. It's a book with vibrant colors. It's a faithful telling of the story of the gospel from scripture. And as you may have guessed, the main theme of both storybooks, Old Testament and New Testament, is the kingdom of God. I asked Tyler to give us his thoughts on how this project is different from others. Our, our Lithos kids, are, our tagline is biblically faithful and beautifully crafted. So both of those are very important to me to be faithful in the text, but then also to have beautiful illustrations and beautiful binding. And and that was something I wanted to do to to set ourselves apart in some ways as as a company that everything we do would have that. And so when I came to the Bible, it, it was the thought was, how can I make this better? How can I add to the quality? Not how can I save uh, a few pennies here and there, but to make the a keepsake that children could treasure for, for years to come. That was my friend Tyler Van Haltren. He wrote the Kingdom of God Bible storybook. Stay with me. We're going to hear Tyler read from one of the chapters from this two-volume set that looks at the life of Abraham, the father of faith. Abraham lived an incredible life. We couldn't possibly cover it all in a single program, but there is a moment I want us to reflect on. It's a moment that began with a promise, a promise of a kingdom. And then after the program, I want to share this boxed set called The Kingdom of God. These new hardback storybooks are filled with illustrations bound in cloth with gold foil lettering and a beautiful slipcase cover to keep each book safe inside. Tyler's done a masterful job in writing, producing these stories that come out of both the Old and New Testaments and will point the children in your life to Jesus Christ. So why don't you visit our website, take a look at the sample pages of this two-volume set, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. We're asking for a minimum gift, more if you can send it, but why don't you also think of sending this to others besides 
just yourself for Christmas. There's also a free bonus, a digital download of the audiobook when you get this from Haven Today. You can also call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. It's a wonderful gift this Christmas to the children around you in your life. And now we open the program with Barlow Girl. Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the poor. Ding, dong, ding, dong. Ding, dong, ding, dong, that is their song, with joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Oh, how they come, raising the sound, oh, and the down, telling a tale, gaily they ring, while people sing songs of good cheer. Christmas is here, day, 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 Christmas, day, 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 since last Christmas. 
It's good to get in the spirit here on A Haven Today called Thy Kingdom Come. Carol of the Bells, Sing We Now of Christmas, Barlow Girl. I'm Charles Morris, and as I said earlier, Abraham is known as the father of faith. And his story is so big, we just don't have time to talk about it all. But there is a moment I want to think about with you. It's a moment that began with a promise, a promise of a kingdom. In Genesis 15, the Lord appeared to Abraham. He was still called Abram at this time. And he said, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. During the time Abraham lived, there was nothing more important than a son. A son would receive the inheritance of his father, and he would continue the family line. With no son, Abraham's line would end forever. And the Lord understood that, of course, especially since he was the one who promised that the nations would be blessed through Abraham's seed. So the Lord responded in verse 4, This man will not be your heir. But a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And we're told in Scripture that Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. And so began the reputation of Abraham as the father of faith. Abraham offered to God sacrifices in thanksgiving, and he fell asleep. And in his sleep, something special happened. God made a covenant with Abraham. Here it is in Genesis 15, 17, when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces of sacrifice. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. Now, what does that mean? Now, this story can be a bit puzzling for adults, certainly for children, but that's why I'm excited for Tyler Van Haltren's Kingdom of God Bible storybook. Not only does he go through well-known and not-so-well-known stories of the Bible, he ties it back to Jesus and this coming kingdom. So listen to the telling and explanation of this scene that's found in Scripture as read by Tyler Van Haltren. Chapter 6 a kingdom of faith. Abram kept getting older. He had been married to Sarai for many years. One night he asked God, How will your promises come true? I still don't have a single child. You haven't given me any offspring. God brought Abram outside and said, Look up at the sky. Can you count all the stars? I'll give you even more offspring than the stars. Abram believed God, and God counted it to him as righteousness. Abram had faith in God and knew God would one day give him this promised child and plant his family in the promised land. God's promise wouldn't depend on Abram. God himself was going to fulfill this promise. God told Abram, Bring me a calf, a goat, a ram, a dove, and a pigeon. God was going to make a covenant with him. Abram brought all the animals, cut them in half, and laid them out in the pathway. To Abram's great surprise, God appeared and passed between the animals as a smoking firepot and a flaming torch. This was God's way of saying to Abram, If I do not keep my promise to you, may I be cut in half. 
This covenant promise could not be broken. God would fulfill it no matter what it cost. He would make Abram a great nation and bring him into this great land and give the world the greatest blessing through Abram's offspring, even if he had to be cut in half to do it. Abram had great faith in God's promise, but he made some big mistakes along the way. At times, Abram failed to trust God while he waited for this promised child to arrive. But God never failed Abram. God told Abram, I will change your name to Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. Even kings will come from your family. This is my everlasting covenant. Abram laughed. He thought, How can I become a father? I'm a hundred years old. Sarai also laughed. She said, I've never been able to have a child. Will I have one now that I'm old and worn out? But God always keeps his promises, even when they seem impossible. God told Abraham, Is anything too hard for me? Sarai will be named Sarah, and she will give birth to a son. You will name him Isaac. Then God did a miracle. Sarah became pregnant, and their child was born. God's promise came true. Abraham and Sarah named the little boy Isaac, which means laughter. Sarah said, God has given me laughter. For many years, Sarah had felt shame and sadness because she couldn't have children. But now God had given her laughter and joy. This was the child they had waited so long for. God would use this child to make Abraham a great nation. This was the child who would fulfill God's promises for them. Abraham had shown great faith, but God chose to test Abraham's faith in a greater way. When Isaac became a young man, God told Abraham, Take your son, your beloved son Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him as a burnt offering on the mountain I will show you. Abraham was very old, and he had walked with God for a very long time. Abraham knew God always keeps his promises, and that God had promised to make a great nation from Isaac. So Abraham obeyed God in faith, knowing that the God who made the whole world could even raise Isaac from the dead. Abraham and Isaac rose early and traveled to the land of Moriah. Abraham loaded the wood onto Isaac, and Isaac carried it up the mountain. Father, Isaac said, we have the wood and fire, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God will provide for himself a lamb, my son. When they reached the mountain, they built an altar and laid the wood on it. Then Abraham bound Isaac and laid him on the altar. Abraham's heart filled with sorrow as he raised the knife and looked down on his beloved son. Just as he was about to strike, the angel of the Lord called out, Abraham, Abraham, stop! Do not sacrifice the boy. Now I know that you truly trust in God, for you have not withheld from me your one and only son. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a bush by its horns. God had provided a sacrifice. Abraham named this place, The Lord Will Provide. Abraham's family always remembered this story, and they would say, On the mount of the Lord it will be provided. God would always provide more than his people needed or deserved. One day, God would provide much more than a ram. He would provide the final sacrifice. He would send his one and only son to a mountain to fulfill his covenant promise. But this time the knife would not stop. The promised Savior would pay the ultimate price for his people so that anyone who has faith can enter God's kingdom. How incredible. The promise to be a blessing to the nations was not dependent on Abraham himself. If it were, he would have been in big trouble. Though Abraham was the father of faith, he was still very human. And he made mistakes. 
even sinned against the Lord and against his family. But God showed mercy, and God was gracious to Abraham. The keeping of the promise was on God himself. In fact, what the flaming torch and pot tells us is that if Abraham didn't have a son, then may Yahweh be cut in half. Now, there's a stunning thought. You know, this story of the Lord walking through sacrifices teaches us a few things about the kingdom of God. I'll share with you just three. First, the kingdom of God will be established through a son. Yes, the child of promise. Isaac would keep the family line going, but there would be a greater child. Though Isaac was used to bring the nation of Israel, he was not the promised seed. That seed was yet to come. The one who would be spotless and was able to reach the nations. That child of promise, of course, being the Lord Jesus. This story helps us anticipate that day. But second, the kingdom of God includes God's presence. Just as God passed through the sacrifices with a flaming torch and a smoking pot, so will the almighty Yahweh pass through his people, leading them to the heavenly city. And third, related to the last point, the kingdom of God will come about through sacrifice. God placed a curse upon himself if he didn't follow through on his promise. And what makes this moment so incredible? It's that God was cursed to complete his promise to Abraham. In order to bless the nations through Abraham's seed, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, had to be cursed on a tree. He had to die in order that he might rise and save people from every tribe, nation, and tongue. The passage we looked at today gives us another hint to the coming of King Jesus. Certainly, this is something to amaze us. It amazes me. It fills my heart with thanksgiving. Why? Because the kingdom of God does not depend on you or me or even Abraham of long ago. It depends solely on God's grace. And that's good news. There's so many kingdoms in our world. So many divided kingdoms in our world. Kingdoms never meant to last. Even the finest of nations and rulers fall apart over time. But the kingdom of God will never fall apart. His is an everlasting kingdom. And this king is the one who rules over all things, Jesus Christ. Do you believe in him? You can. Come to him. Do it today. He's more gracious. He's more kind. He's more loving than any of the rulers you'll ever find on this earth. Come to Jesus and you will be saved. Come behold the wondrous mystery in the dawning of the King. He the theme of heaven's praises, robed in frail humanity. In our longing, in our darkness, now the light of life has come. Look to Christ who condescended, took on flesh to ransom us. Come behold the wondrous mystery, he the perfect son of man, in his living, in his suffering. 
Never a trace nor stain of sin. See the true and better Adam come to save the hellbound man. Christ the great and sure fulfillment of the law. In Him we stand. Christ the Lord upon the tree, in the stead of ruined sinners hangs the Lamb in victory. See the price of our redemption. See the Father's plan unfold, bringing many sons to glory. Grace unmeasured, love untold. Come, behold the wondrous mystery, slain by death, the God of life. But no grave could e'er restrain him. Praise the Lord, He is alive. What a foretaste of deliverance! How unwavering our hope! Christ in power resurrected, as we will be when He comes. That's the Grey Havens, a group I've only recently heard, and there come behold the wondrous mystery on this haven today called Thy Kingdom Come. One of the greatest challenges parents and grandparents and friends of kids have during Christmas is teaching children the true heart of Christmas. The season doesn't make it easy with so many distractions, Christmas presents, and at least for some parents, the weariness of being extremely busy keeping up with it all. Throw in TV, maybe Rudolph and Santa, all the toy commercials. It can be hard for kids to see how the holiday they love is all about something so much better, Jesus. Well, that's why I'm thankful that my friend Tyler Van Haltren wrote and created the Kingdom of God Bible storybooks. As a father of four, he has a heart to help children understand the big picture of the Bible and to help them fall in love with the Lord, their God. From the Old into the New Testaments, the Kingdom of God storybooks, faithful to Scripture, 
Christ-centered, easy to understand. Summary pages with questions to help you start good conversation with the kids in your life, maybe even with a group of adults, plus vivid illustrations that both children and adults will enjoy seeing. I want to send you this two-volume set. We're asking for a minimum gift. More if you can send it. Both books are bound with cloth, hardcovers, gold foil stamping, and a high-quality slipcase to keep the books safe. And as a bonus, we're including a free digital download of the storybooks, perfect for listening alongside the book or maybe even when you're going somewhere or at home before kids go to bed at night. This is going to last for years and years, and your kids are going to treasure it just as you will as well. Think about getting more than one set for Christmas as well. This is a worthy present to others. The Kingdom of God, Volumes 1 and 2, perfect for this season. Come to our website, take a look at the samples we have from the book, haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us right now. Make your minimum gift. Ask for the Kingdom of God storybook set, 865-HAVEN, 865-HAVEN. Or if you just want to get the New Testament version of the Kingdom of God Bible storybook, we have that for your gift as well. And remember, we still have the Johnny Cash documentary on his conversion to Christ on DVD. Plus, you get a free digital download copy with us when you get the DVD. You can send this to somebody for Christmas, but before you send it, watch it yourself like my wife and I did. It's a helpful gospel tool to point others to Christ. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. As the holiday season quickly approaches, it may bring excitement to many of us, enjoying time with families, eating good food, maybe watching some big football games, but others are looking at this season with sadness. You may have lost a loved one this past year. It may be your first holiday without a parent or a spouse. I'm sure the grief is unbearable, but you're not alone. The Lord is with you. In Deuteronomy 31, he says the Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be discouraged. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer. You can be assured that he's with you in your sorrows. He is with you, friend. You'll see Christ more clearly through time in God's word. Visit GetAnchor.com.